Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, you can subscribe at My Best Eleven Pod and leave us a five star rating. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at My Best Eleven Pod. Email My Best Eleven Pod at gmail.com. Welcome to My Best Eleven podcast. Today um, we are joined by a man who um, had a had a career playing um, for a number of clubs, but we're here to talk about some players who he has managed. Um, spent some a short amount of time at Plymouth, then spent a large portion of a career at Charlton. Went on to Middlesbrough, Bradford, Luton, Grimsby, Cardiff, and a short time as well at Palace. Um, and has been doing a bit of um, consultancy coaching. Director of football, that type of thing, um, since he finished, um, since he finished up formally managing um, about 10 years ago. Today we are joined by Lenny Lawrence. How are you, Lenny? I'm all good. I'm good, thank you. Pleasure to be on. Ah, great to have you on. And I know we've got a smiling person who's been very keen to have you on. Uh, Marvin, how are you? I'm good, Andrew. I'm very good. I'm very excited about this episode because, I mean, it's no secret that. I only had a career at Luton, but I'm really happy to have one of my favourite managers at the club while I was there, Lenny Lawrence. So it's great to see you, Len. You well? Nice to see you, Marvin. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. We've had we've had lots of players speak about you, Lenny. So it's great to hear. It'll be great to hear from you. And they've all said very good things. Don't worry. Um, so uh, those people, <laughs> the ones I didn't play. <laughs> Um, I've, only had the, I've only had the ones you've played, Lenny, on here. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't picked the subs. Um, so we are those people who haven't listened before. Where Lenny is here actually to talk about players who he has managed. So pre, we normally um, have players on who players they've played with on the pitch. This one is a little bit different. Lenny's here to talk about players who he has managed or coached. Um, has to have obviously uh, managed them in a competitive game is the rule that Marv put across to him. We'll go through, talk about formation, and then go through the players as we go. And Lenny will give us a few clues um, and see if we can guess the players who he has picked in each position. So we'll start off, uh, Lenny, with your your formation. What's the formation you're going to go for? And just talk us through um, your thought process. I think um, I've had a lot of good defenders in my um, in my managerial career. So. Not because it's necessarily the favourite formation, but I'm going to go with um, three five two, um, three centre backs, wing backs, and three midfield players and two strikers. That's the best way I can fit in the players that I think should be. Because the complication is as well, a player that worked under you at club, say when he was younger or not at the absolute peak of his career, and does well, and you you help him on his way, as it were. And then later in his career, he goes on to do some really outstanding things and have a, and have a, have a stellar career, as it were. So it's difficult to know whether to put those in. So I'm just going to stick to the ones who, who were at the peak or more or less at their peak when I managed them. Fabulous. Well, mainly, thanks, mainly thanks to me. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fair. Sounds very fair. Basically, Lenny, you're picking the players who you feel you, you trusted. Yeah. You knew yeah. what, what you would 
I'm not yeah. saying you didn't trust like everybody. You knew if you picked this player that you you knew you was going to get something like eight to a nine out of ten out of this player in that position. That's it. And you need a bit of flair, and you need goal scorers, mm. um, but you need you need some steady eddies, to put it bluntly. Um, yes. And I, I had a few of those to give an example of what I mean about what I've just said. Luton player. Take Graham Alexander, right? Now, Graham Alexander, Luton, we were in League One at the time I was there, and he was very good. He could play right side midfield, right back. He was just a good player. But um, he, who would have known that he would have gone on to play until he's nearly 40 and play in the Premier League with Burnley? So he's, he's it, it's difficult to put him in it for when he played for me, although he was very good, as compared right. to what he achieved when he went on. You understand what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yep. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, just getting back to your formation for a sec, Benny. You picked 3-5-2. When you were a manager and you said that the reason you've done this, you picked 3-5-2, is because you want to pick the right players who fit the system. Is that something you consistently did as a manager or is it something that uh, quite often the players you had, you had a system and you had to pick the players into the system more? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah. No, the, the answer is... As Sven Joran Eriksson once said, I used to believe in sin, now I believe in players. Which means you, you, you know, you see what players you've got, you work out what's best and your system and your tactics derive from that really. You know, if you try and impose a style of play on a group of players that don't work, it's a great phrase. Remember what car you drive. Are you driving a Porsche or are you driving a Reliant Robin? So at the end of the day, if you want to play like Manchester City, that's fantastic. You know, it's great on the eye and all that, but if you go to a club where you haven't got the players who can play out from the back and do that, then, you know, be in trouble as a manager. So, remember the car you drive. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So, <laughs> we'll jump one, straight right, in. Though. Jump straight in. So, Don't players, I suppose, you look at the players, but at Luton, for example, I was there, I was there four and a half years, um, which is a long time. Um, for the most part, we played with a back four. But then when uh, some players were sold, had to be sold, and a lot of youngsters were introduced, I switched to a 3-5-2. can't remember the appropriate, it's 98, 99, something like that. And another reason for that was the emergence of two really good young players. Matthew Taylor, totally a young a wing-back. Nathan on the, uh, Emerson Boyce on the other side, which suited, you know, they were young and energetic, suited. So we had people like Marvin at the back to keep nice and steady. So, you know, for a, for a best part of the season, I played like that, but I didn't play like it in the early years. Yeah, yes. So, we'll get going. Goalkeepers. And you can mention some um, honourable mentions as we go as well. Feel free. Honourable mentions. Um, uh, Kelvin at Luton was only just starting his career off at that particular. So, um, stellar career, great lad, great goalkeeper, but he was only starting off. So, I didn't include him in it. I had a terrific goalkeeper at Charlton for several years. Bob Boulder from Sunderland, who did for Liverpool, and he will. Danny Coyne, Grimsby, championship level. But the one that I'm putting up is English, played for the 23s. His son is a is a is a goalkeeper at the current at this point in time. Not for the not for the not for the parent club, as it were. But his son is a goalkeeper. And I believe in that particular era I'm thinking about. Uh, early 90s, the very best goalkeeper. Um, oh, I've got... Uh, Go on then, Andrew. Dive in then. Where was I in the early 90s? 
that's yeah. So you were um, shouting in Middles- the early nineties, and then you went across to um, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. So it was Barrow or Bradford. Barrow first. I was there. I was. I got Barrow promoted to the Premier League. I'm going to go, and this may not be the right person, but knows at Barrow around then. I'm going to go Ben Roberts. No, he was very good, but that was later on, and mostly after I'd left. Oh, right. <laughs> Before Ben Roberts, oh, was he? Ben was he yeah. there? Was was he there when Schwarzer was there then? No, no. Schwarzer was also outstanding, but not in my era. When I got Charlton yeah, promoted, when I got Charlton promoted, uh, not Charlton, sorry, uh, Burrow promoted, I felt he was literally the second best goalkeeper. Oh wow. Chris oh. No, you flunked me at the first hurdle, Lenny. Your son's a goalkeeper. I haven't got it. You've done this. I don't know. Go no. on, Lenny. He worked on the staff. Am I going to have to help you boys out? Yeah. Yep, you're going to have to. Stephen Pears. Stephen Pears. Mm, I, I know who you're talking about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got it. I wouldn't have got it. I wouldn't have got it. That promotion year... He was absolutely out. Chris Woods was the goalie. I, I, I made it generally, but I thought it because we got to the semi-final of the League Cup that year. I remember. Oh, of course, because you were at Borough then, yeah. And yeah, yeah, when he made the semi-final. Yeah. We got to the okay. Premier League. We played Man United one day at Old Trafford and got absolutely battered. Got beat 3 0. Without him, it would have been about 10. And Fergie said, the goalkeeper, their goalkeeper, best player on the pitch. He was outstanding for that period of time. And I've had some decent goalies, I have. No, I, you, I, I I agree. Did you get involved with the goalkeepers in training much, or did you no, just leave them to when it? When I was younger, I used to do bits and bobs because there wasn't a full-time goalkeeper. It, even when I, I was at Middlesbrough, we only had a part-time goalie coach, Joe Corrigan, that you would have remembered. He came across. He was only part-time, though, so it was a bit now where you've got about nine. You don't need a dugout now. You need a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <clears throat> You see it, yeah, on the on the lower on the lower um, even at Luton because they've moved the dugouts the other side now. You can see they've added have to add extra seats on the side. Just little, yeah, you're right. It's like a bus stop. I like that. That's very very true, very true. So moving on to defenders, um, we're going to go obviously the three centre backs. Yep. Any order? Um, okay. Um, the first one was my captain at Charlton. I bought from Sheffield Wednesday. Thought so was one of the best defending, English defenders of that era who didn't get capped. I think he was just outside it and financial dictates. I sold him back to Sheffield Wednesday for about three times the money I paid, uh, having served Charlton brilliantly. He went on to, went on to be a manager in the lower leagues. I thought he would have a good managerial career. Played for a long time after Sheffield Wednesday, played for Barnsley, for Wolves, towards the tail end of his career. He was just a fantastic fella. Bloody good. Now. Sheffield Wednesday to Charlton and back to Sheffield Wednesday. Played in the, played in the 1990 um, League Cup final with about a couple of others I signed to send Charlton. I don't know if you went back to Wednesday. I'm going to go Azelwood. No, Azelwood didn't play for Sheffield Wednesday. Azelwood <laughs> was a Charlton player and I got yeah. there and I sold him to Leeds. Close, but no cigar. We've got Yorkshire. <laughs> they moved to Yorkshire and the only other Charlton player I remember from that year. He was a Yorkshire lad. He was a Yorkshire he lad. Was. I got him oh, that to goes... Charlton. He fallen out of favourite just... Sheffield Wednesday and I got him to Charlton and then the management changed it three years later. I sold him back for about... I should get this. I mean, but I don't think he played for Sheffield Wednesday, the one I'm thinking of. 
I'm going to say Phil Chappell. No. Centre-back. Centre-backs, that's what's thrown me. Because the only Charlton players I remember from that era was Hazelwood and Scotty Minto. No, Minto, Minto would be more. Okay, but Minto okay, played left-back. Wing-back, no, yeah. Scott Minto was a left-back. He was a local boy. Uh, yeah. He was a left-back. He came through the ranks. His debut was 89. I gave him his debut, Scott Minto, which I frequently remind him whenever I'm on Sky <laughs> or anything he does. <laughs> But the, the player, if, if you speak to Scott Mentor, the player that he would say helped him when he first got in the team and mentored him and was a great sort of strength for this player. It's a sold him back to Wednesday. And he's captain as well, wouldn't he? Yes. Come on, Marv. You played against these players. I know. Centre-back. <laughs> but Sheffield Wednesday's doing me. I can't think of who went. And he's a Yorkshire lad. This is embarrassing. You're getting us our own game, Lenny. I know he is. Come on, Mark. We've got to back up. Come on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first name. Peter. Shirtcliffe. You got it, Mark. Shirtcliffe. Yeah, yeah. He was he was in Sheffield Wednesday's team from a young age. He fell out with Al Wilkinson. I bought him for 125 grand when we first got up to the first division at Charlton. Yeah, the first division at Charlton. Instrumental in staying up. And then I had to sell him, sold him back to Sheffield Wednesday to Ron Atkinson for about 750 grand. They did well again. They got to the League Cup final in 90, I think it was. Played there. He played Barnsley. He played at He had a long mm. playing career. At his very best, he was just out. Yeah. Excellent. Lenny, I just want to ask you a question about what you were just talking about, Shirtcliffe there. How would you go about identifying players? I know, I mean... It, there's a lot of recruitment and scouts in the, today's game. I'm, I'm sure there's players back then who were scouted, but resources would have been very minimal, I uh, suppose. You, 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 it, was, it was contacts and, and I used to, you know, it's different. Now. It's all an analysis now. You know, they've got scouts looking at screens and, and, and I get that. I understand that. But no, when I was at Charlton, I'd train in the morning and I could easily get in my car and drive up north. This player, this player, this player. So I did it. No, I had two or three scouts as well. Right. Um, no mobile phones. I used to stop at the services about six times. <laughs> I had a season ticket for one, for one service station. That's how you did it. You, you went, you physically, I mean, I think it's still important, you physically went to watch the player and you made inquiries about his, his character and all that. When I was at Charlton, I couldn't afford it. I used to specialise in people that I thought were uh, genuine first division players, but had fallen out of favour. At their close. I'll tell you another one in a different position. He's not in the thing, but he was a very good. Remember Colin Walsh? Yeah. Forrest? Yeah. He fell out with Cluffy about something or other, and I got him. I got him, you know, um, and he played for, he was, he played for Charlton for not long after I got him. He played for nine years. Really? Left footer, wasn't he? Left footer. Left footer. Got him because he fell out of favour. So that's, that's what I used to do then. I couldn't believe it when I got shirty, and he was perfect for just did absolutely. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Now the second one, you got you better buck up. Come on. So I know, I know, one, I know. I'm, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. The the second second one one early. It's still early over here. It's twenty past seven in the morning. I'm still waking up. <laughs> the second centre back is um, uh, somebody I took to Charlton on loan. Went back to his parent club. Um, I got there, Irish, played for Ireland, went on to play for Manchester City. I sold him for big money to Manchester. 
Irish. Northern Republic. Republic. Big money. What 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 um, what was the fee? In that in that era, in 1992 or uh, 1993, stroke four, in that time, 1.7 million. Quite oh, that's big there. money. That is big money. Oh. Managed in uh, when he finished playing, he managed in Scotland for a bit. Um, don't know what he's doing now, but managed in Scotland for a bit. Absolutely crucial to Middlesbrough's promotion to the Premier League. I loaned him at Charlton, then I couldn't make it permanent. And I told him 10 reasons why he should leave Borough and go to Charlton to us. And then I got the job at Middlesbrough and I gave him another 10. He should stay where he was. <laughs> And he did, and he played a huge part in Curtis Fleming. Good no. effort. He played Full right back. back, Curtis. Yeah, I've worked back. with him. I've worked with him coaching-wise, Curtis. Well, I didn't know what, if we're three people at the back, I didn't know what we're doing. I'm just... Oh, this I could be the second it. one, then. This could be I the second one. No, right he's not here. Irish. No, he's not Irish. Right era, right team. With Curtis Fleming. Yeah, right era. Yeah, because right the only other centre-back I remember from that era was Tony Mowbray. Yeah, he, I sold him. He was English. Yeah, I sold him. He, want, he wanted to go after I've been there about three or, In that season, I sold him to Celtic after I've been there three or four months. Yeah. His, par, his partner. It's his partner. His partner? His partner, his other centre-half. At least I'm throwing good names at you, Lenny. At least I'm you doing are. that. Yeah, you are. You, you are. <laughs> you know, you've got, the right, you've got exactly the right era. I, listen, so I'm, we're talking about a team now with, like, I can remember people like, Bernie Slavin. Um, That's him. That's him. Um, but I can't remember the centre-half. And um, John Hendry. That's him. He and Robbie Musto. Him. Robbie Musto and all them lot. He was in it. Yeah. But the centre-back. As Mowbray. Tony Mowbray was sold about two or three months into the season, he stepped up massively and was a huge, huge... Oh so much so that eventually he got that big move. I mean, Tony, so Mowbray, I sold, Tony Mowbray I sold to Celtic for, I think it was... Eight or nine hundred grand, and he eventually, within eighteen months, went for twice that money. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna, I'll be kicking myself. I, I can't, because I can't think of it. I really can't. What's name, Alan? McKernahan, is it? Yeah, Alan Kernahan. Kernahan. See, I, once you give me the first name, I can get them. I, 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 did, <laughs> did he go to, did he go to Bolton as well or not? No, he didn't go to Bolton, did he? Eventually. He's what? Sorry, did he go to Bolton as well? Bolton? No. Maybe, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, possibly, yeah. Alan. Possibly. He, played, he played for Ireland when Jack Sharp was a manager. He did. His, his circumstances were absolutely unique because he, his grandparents were born before Ireland was divided. So, strictly speaking, he could have played for Northern Ireland or the Republic. Straight. Oh. But Jack jumped in and he played for the Republic. Wow. Alongside some like Paul McGrath as well in that era. That's it, yeah. I can't yeah. remember exactly. It would have been around that era. Wow, that's that's incredible. So you picked a couple there. Um, and obviously, you speak about Middlesbrough and, and things like that. One, We actually asked some people some questions, if you don't mind. Uh, so we've got a couple of questions from some people from our listeners. Um, oh. And one question is that um, around that era, when you obviously left Middlesbrough and then you went to Bradford and then to Luton, um, was from Chris, was, um, do you ever regret leaving Bradford? to come to Luton, considering you swapped leagues? No, I mean, I didn't so much, you know, it was a, it was, we were doing all right. It was strange, Bradford. When I went there, 
they were halfway up League One. And when I left, they were halfway up. I didn't get on with the owner. It was, it, it, you know, managing him was 70% of your time, never mind managing <laughs> a player. The, the one thing I did do, um, the one thing I did do, which made us, again, talking about centre-halves, but this this very, very start of his run, I went on to be, well, a great player. I sold Dean Richards, God bless him. Wow. Mm-hmm. He was a young player at Bradford. I sold him to, I loaned him for Southampton, died tragically young. So that's about the only thing I did at Bradford, really. Um, but it was a sort of a mutual part of the ways very well. And the owner said, no, I'll wait another month, wait a day now. And that's what happened. And then Luton came out. In fact, Luton was a strange one because I thought um, Mike Walker was going there. Remember Mike Walker? Norwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, was, that, that was a rumour. That, that he'd, he'd been interviewed and, I, and he was in prime position. So when I got interviewed, and, I said, and apparently what happened was, he, Leicester was up as well. So Mike Walker said to him at Luton, um, oh, is it all right if I just wait and see what happens at Leicester or words to that effect? So they went, bosh, and that and that let me in. So I had an interview with David Coder and the other ones, and the rest is history. Wow. That's, no, that's... I don't regret leaving Bradford. You know, I mean, no disrespect to Bradford, good club, but with the, uh, that was the worst. Mis- uh, I should have waited longer when I left Middlesbrough. Bradford was, I knew after three or four weeks, if you're a manager, you go into a club and you know, depending on results, but you know more or less straight away. Thought, no, this is yeah. this is not me. And, he, and the owner the same. The owner knew, but we had to get on with it, which we did for 18 months. No damage done, which had sold. So I don't regret leaving there and going to Luton, but I do regret going to Bradford and it wasn't right for me. Thanks for the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to it's great to hear. Um, anyway, we'll keep going um, and I'm sure we'll get some other stories and I'll pop in some other questions. So centre-backs. The third centre-back. Now, Marvin, uh, you can't answer this. So this centre-back was bought from Burnley to Luton, not by me, sold back to Burnley by me for the same money um, and had a terrific playing career just outside the top flight. And I replaced him as assistant manager of Bolton when me and Dougie went there after Palace in 2000. Andrew's got this one. This was easy. This one was I've easy. I've written it down already. Andrew, if you don't get this, you're sacked. <laughs> he was... <laughs> he actually had very good things to say about you. Uh, yeah, so those people who don't know who it is, we're talking about Steve Davis. Yeah. Um, great player, great man, um, and great personality. Correct. On all three counts. The good thing about him was he was strong, a good organiser. You know, he talked a bit on the pitch. He, when he played, the back four was 10 yards further up. He, 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 but Marvin played with him for a long time. So, yeah. you know, and he was good. He, he was also good on the ball. He Very good, good on the ball. ball. He, he had that big diagonal and he, he had a good passing range as well. And unlike most centre-halves, and unfortunately I have to include Marvin in this, if you were desperate for a goal towards the end of the game and you wanted to send your centre-half up there, he obliged often, many times. He could take a goal, that boy. He could nearly have been a centre-forward. No, I agree. His feet weren't, his feet weren't quite quick enough, but he could nearly have been a centre-forward. But he was just a, he was just a, a good man. He was like a lot of those players at Liverpool, just good people. Yeah. They were. There was a lot of good people there and he was... I've still got memories of drilling that back four every Friday morning before we played. Ed I remember that. Up Mitchell, left back, Marvin, Steve Davis, Julian James before he got tragically, Graham Alexander sometimes. Good, good, good people, good back four. Very good. Was Better that something, that 
Len, was that something you did? Was that something you did at every club with the back four on a Friday? No, I, I, to some to some extent, but I, it just became a habit. I just thought, no, we were. They, I thought you were good, so no, don't keep go, keep drilling them because you were right. good. You were a good, a bloody good unit. You were a good unit. So, you know, if we could have scored more goals, who knows what might have happened? But there we are. Um, but no, I, I can remember that. But he was just, he was just, and even when he wanted to, even though he knew when he knew Burnley were interested in to taking him back there the way he approached it the way he conducted himself when he knew he was going right that's that was the key to him he said what's happening i said play we won maybe two more games right that was the he did he did yeah he did it he did it there's a saying you know about leaders on it there's a saying managers do the right things leaders do things now steve davis was a leader he conducted himself top man I have to take you back to that season then when we, I mean, to be honest, for me, we should have, we should have, we should have gone through against crew those two games. I mean, that was just like, I remember, I don't know what you can remember of it, but I remember I missed the first leg um, at crew. I don't know. I at crew, at crew, we had, what happened at crew was we got injured, we got battered at crew, but we only lost 2-1. Yes. We should have been, it should have been four. Uh, I think one had to come off. Um, that we had we, we had got injury hit before the game, during the game. We just ran out of players. Really, we only had about thirteen or fourteen I could pick from if we were generally right. going to do it. Then in the second league, we came out of the traps like a house on. And we were two up. We did, yes, two up. Yep. But you got to remember that's I think that's Crew's best ever. Team. You think who was in that team? Danny Murphy. Yeah. Elvis Wally. Yeah. Addy Bowler, to name but three, all who went yeah. on to play at a much, much There's more than that. I can't remember the rest of them. There was, but, but there they, was. They went on to play at a much higher level and they won the final easy. So we should, we could have done and we might well have done because in the, earlier in the year, if you remember, they had a couple sent off and they came to Luton and we beat them six. Remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, a big thing was, um, the, we called him the Beamer. Dwight Marshall was, um, was, a, yeah. was a player who... Did, did he get injured? I'm not sure if he got injured. He, yeah, I, think, I, I think he got injured. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember if he got injured during that second game or he couldn't play. I can't remember now. Right. Uh, or did he, no, he wasn't quite fit and he came on and he missed a chance right at the end. I can't remember. But, Something like yeah. But yeah, that that that, that was the, probably the, the, the season where I probably remember the most where I was involved in a Luton team. Because obviously I had my first set of injuries that we were close we were close. And I remember Forpy going to the stupid, um, the final, and was it a guest in this, in the, um, in that, the game, they played Brentford, didn't they? They played Brentford. I couldn't watch yeah. that game. I didn't want to watch yeah. that game. I just thought, nah, nah. Interesting times. Interesting times. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to pause it there for a short break um, to hear from our sponsors. Um, and then when we're back, we'll hear from the rest of Lenny Lawrence's My Best 11. Thank you for listening to My Best 11 pod. We are currently accepting applications for advertisement and sponsorships. You can reach us at My Best 11 pod or mybestlivingpod at gmail.com thank you fabulous so we're back for part two of my best 11 podcast so far Lenny Lawrence um, going with a 3-5-2 has named Stephen Pears Peter Shercliffe Alan Kernahan and Steve Davis we'll now go to the right wing back 
Um, and who's he going to pick across there? Over to you, Lenny. One of the best personalities in, I've ever met, one of the best people I've ever met, in the recurring theme there. Um, it was a, he's a London lad, started his career at Wolves, where he got into the team at a very young age. I bought him at Charlton. What are you spending that much money on a fullback for? And he served us well. And then he was transferred to Palace. As we're getting relegated, he was transferred to Palace, where he also did well for a four or five year period. He still does. I mean, it, what he, he's proper, interesting career path. He might stay in the game, but he became a proper qualified teacher. After his career finished, he's now even a headmaster at a private school in North London. The last I checked, fantastic personality, tremendous attacking, better attacking, but not bad defensively, but better attacking pace. Occasionally crossed it behind the goal, but a good, a very, very good player who spent a great majority in the top flight. And you signed him from Wolves? I signed him from Wolves at Charlton. Well, I mean, slightly before your time, this is mid-80s. At Charlton, okay. I was scratching around for three or four years. We had no money. And then all of a sudden, there was a takeover. And in the mid-80s, the summer of 80, I got some money to That's when I got half a dozen in, kept the half a dozen that I wanted to keep and built the And he was a fundamental part of it. I bought an entire back four. And as I say, he went to um, Palace and... Go on. Humphreys. You got it. John yes. Humphreys. Very good. Well done, Marvin. Bloody hell, about I know. time. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I did not dig that one out. Yeah, Humphrey. Well done, Marv. Him. I remember him. What do you remember about him, Marv? Quick. Did he bomb forward a lot, Len? Was he like one of the ones that right. attacked it? Got that's forward. Not, so I mean, just wing that role. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's back in the day where you had players who, I mean, I call it gamble because obviously he, he usually just like sometimes even with the balls behind him, sometimes he'll just, just get forward. Do you know what I mean? And that's trust right. his players that he will get the ball. That's what I remember about him. That's it. Yeah, he did charge forward. That's correct. You got that right. He would be... He, there's no... Well, it was some decent right-backs, but he was... You know, that was an easy... That's the easiest decision I've made in terms of this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you say you pick... Did you coach the right, right-backs right and left-backs and the right-wings and left-wingers? Do you coach them on the side, be that type of manager? Obviously, because they're closest to you is when they're close. And I know Mourinho is quite famous for doing it to Luke Shaw almost telling him everything to do? Or did you just stand no, back I mean, was, and let it happen? They were, they were mature players. With, with John Humphries, it was just whether sometimes it's wing-back suited him. Sometimes he, John Humphries was, was coming onto the ball. So the ball would get switched and he'd come onto the ball and take it in his stride. And he had a great athlete and he'd charge for, you know, and he, their defence had to adjust to cope with his bursts. And the other full-back had it was more of a steady eddy. So you had it on one side and a more attacking one, which is what I've done with the wing backs in this team, you'll see when we talk about one's more defender. No, the co- most of the coaching was done how, how when he what we did when he. But he was and the other thing he excellent. And to be fair, Andrew, I can answer that question. I mean, I very rarely. Well, I didn't hear him, Lenny. I heard Lenny um, voice from the side of the field. I mean, you had John Moore there for a while. John Moore, you'd hear um, a, a, a quite a bit, but Lenny was. I mean, more of a like, I think, an observer. And it would be a case where, like, half time or whatever, there'd be like specific points which he'll point across to us, which I liked. Because I think sometimes when you have someone on the touchline screaming, shouting, like, it's just like in the end, you turn a deaf ear to them because it's just noise. 
I ain't said it before. It's, it's just noise coming from there, and, you, and it's not helping whatsoever. So Lenny wasn't really point. for me one of those managers who shouted. Good point. I mean, when I started off, I used to sit in the stand for the first half and go down on a touch on the second half. But now perceptions being what it is, you can't do that today because everybody points a finger at you. Go look at him. He, he lacks passion. He don't do this. He don't do that. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be. In, as a manager these days, you really need to be in the technical area. You don't have to be, as Marvin said, every five minutes. If you're in a changing room at half time, they've all got their own thoughts. You've got to give them time to calm down. And if you say 10 things, they'll remember the first, the second, and the last. <laughs> so you keep it brief. You just try, if you try to do too much, and sometimes you have to scream and shout if they, you know, if they have to be bollocked. But I mean, you know, you can't do that. You know, you need to have more than that about you. Yeah. I was never, no, a, t- I was never a teacup thrower. So that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to left, left wing back, left back, depending on how you're going to, depending on how they're playing. This is a more modern era. This is a more, this is more modern. So this shouldn't be. Okay. Um, this player was equally uh, comfortable. Centre back, left back, Welsh international, Cardiff, now a TV pundit. And a, although he never said a word on the pitch, I still haven't worked that out. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh international. TV pundit. Danny Gabidon. Danny Gabidon. Yes, that's it. Yes. Yes. In the Cardiff team, again, another another great, terrific thing he's bloody up to. Do you reckon, so where do you reckon his best position is? Because obviously for Wales, Wales were blessed with left-hand sided players. So do you think that's what caused him to be played at centre-back or do you think that was actually his centre-back, position? Yeah, I played him at the latter part of the time I was at Cardiff, I played him centre-back at first because I had centre-backs, I played him at left-back. But I have so many centre-backs that, you know, that we, as we've spoken about previously, he did play left-back for a, quite a time at Cardiff, so it will get him in my eyes. I'd have had four centre-halves across the back, but that wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to be in it, because he went to West Ham. Don't forget, he's gone, from, as I left Cardiff, he left within a week, and him and James Collins, and they both went to West Ham. James Collins, Danny went, he played in the Premier League for a long yeah. time. They certainly did three or four years. Yeah, great player. No, definitely. You rang me up and said, what about these? So what are you waiting for? Let's get it done. And, and, and James, James Collins was there nine years. Ten years, mate. Yeah. Um, and, and Gabs went to another, got sold on to another Premier League club. So they had uh, terrific. It's ironic, really, because when he, he started at West Brom, Gabs, that was his very first club. I think Gary Megson was, and he said, I could never get him to, Megson said, I could never get him to say a word. He never, and now he's a TV pundit. And he's <laughs> Unreal, good. isn't it? He's, I'm he's, real bad, isn't amazing. it? You look at some players and you think, oh, yeah, he'll be a manager. And other people, it never crosses you. And they do it. Who's the person, so who's the best player then that you thought would become a manager that hasn't? I'm about to say that. I was just about to say that. Screamingly obvious from when I got from when he was in the dressing room. He was in there with the players. If he weren't doing very well, he'd dig people out. He didn't care what. He was single-minded. He was a good, he was a very good player himself. He just used to call him Granny because of moaning. If there was, yeah. but the other one was shirtless, and he didn't. He played. He did a bit at lower levels, but it never really worked. But Kirby, they're going to name the stand off. I did a, 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 a streaming things for Charlton. They're going to name a stand off. I said wow. to him, "When are you starting working on my statue?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, seriously, that's it. It's good. That he, he's the best manager, Charlton. So it's only right, really. About time they did. Good. But yeah, he was, yeah. The, he was the most all the hundreds of players I dealt with. He, he wanted it. And if- fantastic, fantastic. So, moving on to midfield players, central mids. 
Okay, so the mids who started life in a different position, in a more forward position, but he's got to be in it on both counts, really. Gave him his debut as first team player. Um, his sons play, League One now, played for England as a folk hero at Newcastle. Yep, got it. Go on then, Andrew. Rob Lee. What? Robert Lee. Rob Lee. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah, Rob Lee. When he was younger, when he was younger, he was a front player. Um, and he mm. did he did well enough when he was in, in the chart to be in the to be in the team there um, because you could see what I tried to buy him when I went to Middlesbrough, but Kevin Keegan intervened at the league cooked. So he, he said, "Oh, it's a worry about the distance too far from London to Middlesbrough." So hang on, did you do geography at school? <laughs> Newcastle's forty miles. Newcastle's forty miles further on. <laughs> so it was a to be fair, it was a lure of Kevin Keegan. It was an absolutely right decision for him. Because yeah. how he never got in that Euro, he got ditched right at the end, didn't he? No one they came back from that. Home, he yeah, got left out of the. I could not believe they made it to the semis. <laughs> they didn't do too bad as a yeah. squad, but no, I know exactly what you mean. Right yeah. yeah, but even if he didn't play in the team, I thought he was enough to be in this, uh, the move to Newcastle. He was ten years, wasn't he? Yeah, must have been about years. that. Yeah. So you know, and he came, did he finish his career back down south at West Ham, or am I imagining that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. His sons mm. were at West Ham. One of his yeah. sons is at one of his sons was at Luton, I think. Yeah, he both was. his both of his both sons of were, were at Luton. Both of them were. They're not there now. Or they might no. one's out on loan, I think. One's at Gillingham, I'm sure. One's, one's in Scotland. At, one's at Oxford. So um I was getting confused. Yeah. Elliot's at Oxford on loan and Ollie is up at Hearts. Right. Okay, yeah. I lost track of that a bit. Not as no. Good players, I'm sure, but not as good as No. He was a good player, very good player. Time in the ball, always okay. looked like he had it, Lenny. Sorry? Did he always look like he had time in the ball? Rob Lee, always yeah, he, at young age. That, he, when, he was, when he got in as a front player, you know, he was, tell you a story, playing in one of them, you know, them cup games, for whatever it was in those days, at Sellers Park. He used to wear contact, and it was getting for if we qualified out of our group or something. So anyway, he had to come off, because his, his contact lens fell out. So I said to him at half-time, right, Rob, you've got to quit the spare contact lens, so you can go back out. <laughs> <That's not really. laughs> so he couldn't go out for the second half so I gave him a little bit of a bollocking about that but it was, no, he was very good when he was young deep line striker when he got wide he was, in fact I was quite surprised that he stayed at, at Charlton as long as he did because really, he didn't leave he was still at Newcastle when he was 36 yeah. I think yeah um, oh, just going to chuck oh, just going to chuck another cu- just going to chuck another question in there from um, some oh. fans um, Nick Verney said, um, when you left Luton, um, which I'm, we're going to get onto in a little bit, when you left Luton, uh, you said you were disappointed as you had some other players lined up. That's what you're quite yeah, saying. I'd have been, I'd have, um, Who were they, if you don't I'd mind? I'd say it now. I'm one in the office. What was his name? Uh, centre half. He went to, he started at China. I had him in the office at Luton. So the new owner took over at Luton in the summer of 2000. And we'd done all right, you know, we were we were halfway up League One and we, we had a lot of young players and people don't forget, people say, oh, Luton, our developed relationships with other players like Mar, that was, I had a five million, I made a five transfer, not turnover, from a League One club. That was, that was, that was the legacy. That's what it, and left some decent players behind, Davis, Evers, you remember him, Sean? Yeah, Sean Evers, but the Reading, the big money, didn't he? The Reading for five hundred grand, he never surfaced, never surfaced. No, no. He never surfaced. Um, we'll, when we went into administration, Wilmot and Wilmot went to Wimbledon. Into Wimbledon. 
Yeah. You know, all sorts of people. And did, um, did, he, was it, did he sell Matt Upson? Was it Matt Upson? Did he yeah. sell Matt Upson? Sold him. I knew Arsenal were interested because of that, um, his connection with that. He used to be the manager at Luton for a bit. Terry. Um, Wesley. That's Wesley. It. So anyway, 2000, the new owner comes in. Watson Chalice, old boy. So he said to me, blah, blah, blah. I always remember the phrase. He went, it's me and you against the world's sunshine. That was his favourite <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I went, right home. So I went off. I was on a course saying, I went off and I came back. And then his financial man came in and said, uh, thank you very much. Um, we decided to, or whatever. Okay. I was surprised. I thought, I wonder what you're going to do now. And I'd had a boy in there. Um, remember his name was centre half. Great lad. He went on to play for Portsmouth and do really well. He was in the office two days before, ready to sign. I was all ready to to rejig it and, and get it and try and make a promotion challenge again. Now what I did was he was a he'd been a support for years as Watson Chalice. He remembered in the nineteen eighties, you know, the cup finals and all that. Yeah. So yeah. he went and got he went and got Ricky Hill to be a lovely man, lovely man, wonderful but no man. And he went and got his assistant who are like gets to do stuff on the courses again very good Chris Ramsey yeah. his assistant very good very good coach very good he's at QPR now does a terrific job you know he's, he's but for whatever reason I don't know it didn't work got sacked halfway yeah they got relegated so that's the story of the departure the timing of it I nearly got sacked a couple of times um, during my time at Luton when we weren't doing very well but the timing of it did take me by surprise a little then again when the ownership yeah yeah, no, I agree. And the other quick, while we're on that topic, as we're on that topic, um, is there was also a quote which you may want to talk about or may may not want to talk about. It was a, there were a number of quotes that came out about Luton um, again at the time, saying that Luton fans should be happy playing Division Two football. Um, was that truly? Was that correctly quoted? Um, and did, did you say, say that? that? Yeah, I can't remember. I, I, it, it may be because what I'm saying, you see, what you're battling against at Luton is tradition. So. In the 80s, Luton had a cup-winning cup team. And when I, I can remember going there with Charlton in the 80s, what a team. What a team. Yeah. Outstanding, whether they had a plastic pitch or not. So you, you're battling against that, but you haven't got a frack of resources to do it. Every time, I had to sell a play every five minutes to keep us going. Five million transfer profit in four and a half years. You wouldn't, wanna, you wouldn't want to sell any of them. So I, I guess, I guess that's what I meant. You know what I mean? That's the situation I mean. that the club was in, we're a selling club at that time. I'm doing as much as I can. We should just be happy where we are. I'm producing players as I'm getting a chance. After the time they're getting sold. Look, Matthew Taylor went to play. He was sold to Portsmouth after I left for 400 grand. He played in the Premier League. Boyce, he spent years at Wigan, didn't he? Yeah. In the Premier League. Yeah. Legend. Just Legend. Name, just to name but two. Just to name but two. And then I, I, you know... I never looked at new players most of the time. I just put another young one in in the latter years. And, and because I had a good senior, good nucleus of seniors like Marvin all the way through, you know, we we, we got away with it. We did it. But, you know, I, I spent some money, not particularly wisely, I must say, instances, but, you know, a fraction brought in and I, I would say that's what I meant. But that, that would have got the fans the needle that because it, it, it goes against their conception and, you know, and tradition of what... They thought Luton was a Premier League club Temporary in League One. Uh, I'm saying, no, this is where we should be based on the resources. Yeah, no. Thank you for answering that. It's something which I've, which people have asked us to ask, so I really appreciate it. No wonder I got some stick. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Did it, Lenny, did you get did you get any offers for me? Sorry? You get any offers for me? Any offers for me? No. I can't say, Marvin, it might upset you. <laughs> because he ain't going. No, he ain't going. We'll keep going. We'll keep going across midfield to save Marvin's blushes. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Another midfield me. player. Also Irish. I gave him his debut as a young boy at Middlesbrough. Bumped in, crossed swords with him again at Cardiff, where he was, he was the captain, massively to player. When he left Cardiff, went on to play for Wigan and Sunderland, played several to Republic of Ireland. Had a brief spell as, in management. I think he's an agent now. Big mate of Curtis Fleming. Midfield. Who incidentally, on, 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 we digress, who incidentally is another top t- Work with him at Palace. Anyway, digress. And this, and this, and this player, you had, you had him had him at where? Where was he with you? I gave him his debut at Middlesbrough when he was 18. And then when I got to Cardiff. Cardiff. Captain, instrumental part of it, Irish international. Went on to play for Wigan, Sunderland, maybe others. But also played at Stoke under Lou Macari before he came to Cardiff. Graham Kavanagh. Well done. Well done. Yes. Well done. Well done. Well done. Hey, what a player he was, by the way, Lenny. Yeah. He was a real uh-huh. good top player. got one right anyway. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He, was. <laughs> he, he was a great player. He yeah. was. He could do he, he gray, am I getting the right bloke? He had grey hair for quite a, quite most of his career, didn't he? You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that from your Did shouting, you Lenny? Sorry? <laughs> Was that from your shouting? It turned no, it grey. No, no, no. He was a, he was another leader, Cav. He, he he was a leader. He knew what he was doing. He could run. He could score a goal. Powerful yeah. shot. He could tackle. He just he's strong. A, he had everything. Yeah, he was strong. Yeah, he was a he was a he was a Premier League player. He didn't. I don't yeah. think he played enough games in the top flight that, to warrant you know warrants what he actually was. But you know he was a, even in the sort of modern era he'd be a. He'd be a top. Yeah, definitely. I always no, define. I look at players over the. I look at players over the eras, different times, and I look at them and say, now, if it was before the foreign players came, say early night, and a lot of the ones who were first even players would only be a championship. Yeah, but yeah. I think Cav. I think even in the as Robert. Yeah, as, well, Kavanagh did Kavanagh um, play for Cardiff in the Premier League? No, he'd gone by then. We had to sell him because we ran out of money. That seems that'd be on my gravestone. That ran out of money. You know, we had to sell players. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what I want no, no, my no, gravestone? Do, you know, do you know what I want in my gravestone? Here lies a manager and an honest man. And for people not to walk past and say, bloody unusual to have two people in the same grave. Led, <laughs> <laughs> I've got I just want to touch on the question. You just reminded me there of I wanted to ask. Was there um, you know, you sold a lot of players. Was there a time where there was a player that you really wanted to keep, but obviously there was pressure from obviously the board for saying that you need the money. Everywhere. I didn't want to steal Steve Davis, but was, I couldn't stand. Sometimes you can't stand in the player's way. The player finds out for his agent or he finds out. It's so difficult. If a player wants to go, like Steve wanted to go back to Burnley, say, I'll get right. that. Said Steve, I get it. I understand it. And I respect what you've done and all that. And yes, but they got to pay. So tell Stan Turnant, Stop pissing about and tell him he's got to pay the money. That's how I <laughs> yeah. Right. Then it becomes a question of getting 
of, of getting the, uh, you know, because with Steve, to use your music, I was losing a bloody good player, a leader. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get back to the championship if I'm losing the likes of him? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, that, well, yeah, that happened well, to me every club. That happened to me every club. I didn't want to sell Koenigan at, at Middlesbrough. I didn't want to sell Kavanagh at Cardiff. You know, you know, Dean Richards was different because he deserved a bigger because uh, a, a platform, as it were. So you know, Charlton at the end, I was selling players so they could. I was selling players at Charlton at the end so they could finance their return to the Valley. Right. So everywhere. So yes, frequently. Yeah. To use the example of Steve. Um, which is close to home for us, we know. So, yeah, virtually every club, you finish up, unless you're lucky, you finish up selling players you don't. And to be fair, Steve... Lumbered up, well, you get lumbered up with ones who are there forever, and, you know what I mean, nobody comes in for them. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to name any of those? Me! No. <laughs> but, but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change my career for the world, like I said. I mean... Some, sometimes I look back and I think um, I was at one club, Lenny, for in total now, including my coaching years, 22 years. That's, I mean, that's yeah, something I, I look back and I think, well, do you know what? Now I didn't get a big move or whatever, but your career is, your career is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm happy. I've enjoyed I don't have no regrets. I'm happy that I had the career that I did in the, in the game. And then also had a coaching stint at Luton, which took me on for 22 years, which probably wouldn't or won't be like passed by anyone now Mar in today's Mar game. Marvin, let me tell you something, Marvin. The likes of Luton, and indeed most clubs, won't see the likes of you in nah, terms of right. loyalty. In terms of loyalty and commitment. And, and fall it over. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was part of the plan then. That's what I'm saying. That was part of the plan. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, seriously. Love. Seriously, they won't, they won't, honestly, they won't see a lot of again. So that's, um, such, that's such an exceptional thing. It is, no, it is. Uh, so moving on to the other central midfielder or attacking midfielder, how are you? Attacking midfielder, because only three. So this is, goes back again. Um, I signed this person from QPR when I was at Charlton. He was, was 30 plus, which is unusual for me. He played for Charlton previously, very, very well known, got transferred to Crystal Palace for nearly three quarters of a million a long, long time ago, late 70s, big money. And eventually, after he finished playing, brought him back to Charlton as a coach, scored goals, made goals, prominent member of the late uh, Hales, 30 pack a goal, great football intelligence. And he became a very, I fell out with him in the end, but there we are. But um, he warrants straight. And this, and this is what era? What year? This is... Um, this is late seventies, early eighties. He was with me at Charlton. First as a player, as a coach. Have you got it, Andrew? Remember, uh, nah. Sorry. Go on, no, no, go on. Give another I, wasn't clue. Even, go on give another I wasn't even born. Oh. Involved oh. in a famous spat. Derek Hales was a famous Charlton player, out and out striker. Scored a lot of goals to Derby. Stan, when I got to him and this person, a famous spat in a cup match. Might be, might be a bit beyond my far back. I think it is, Len. When did you start? Go on. When did you start, Marvin? Eighty-five. Probably would. Eighty-five. You probably you played in the chart and promotion team. Fundamental part of it. Mentored Robert Lee very well. No, gone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it? Irish. Are we talking? Are we talking like Keith Jones time? Who? 
Keith jo- Charlton, Keith jo- 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 Jones, Keith Jones, remember him in the midfielder? Was he I there? I remember when he was the there? name, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't remember that. Uh, it's a hard one, this to be fair. I've given you some easy ones. This is a hard one. Go on, good go player. On, go. Seriously good player. His sons managed in non-league. Go on, let us know who he is, Lenny. Give us a name. Play for Vanderbilt at QPR. No, nope. not Gregory. No, in that era. In that era, but not no. Not stay not, right. Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. I know the name Mike Flanagan. Yeah. It might have been a bit early for you, that one. No, I remember, I remember him, Lenny. I remember him. He was him. a, he was a good player. He was a good Okay. He was a good player. Fantastic. Fantastic. Moving on to strikers, centre forwards. Okay. Um, two strikers complement each other perfectly. One target man type striker. I signed him at Middlesbrough. He had a long, he had a long career for many clubs. I took him from rivals. The best signings I ever made. He played in the promotions. Stayed at Middle Owen. And had a spell. On Luton on loan. A very... A, um, was in the team at Grimsby. We were in the championship at 7-7. Went to Everton. I, when that wonderful team at Everton that won the Cup, European Cup Women's Cup. But he, he went there when he was only 18, but transfer couldn't break in. Also played for Forest. Serious playing career. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I don't remember him and Luke. What's his name? Wilkinson. Yes. Well done, Marvin. Well yes. done, Marvin. Paul Wilkinson, Wilkinson. yeah. Paul Wilkinson. Wilco, yeah. He had, did he uh, come to Luton? Yeah, yeah. I thought he did. I'm sure. I, I, now, I can't swear on that. I'm sure. He might have done. I think you I'll might take you your word, Lenny. I'll take you your word. I'll take your word. I can't. I can't be. I thought I might have loaned him briefly, but it didn't last very long. I can't remember. I can't be certain. I've got it in the back of my mind. That I did, but the rest of it's factual. I mean, he played in the. He got twenty-four goals in the Middlesbrough to the Premier League. Defensive editors, him and Bernie. Um, yeah. yeah, he was very good. Did you always like playing with a target man up front? Was that always your aim to have a target no, man and a fast man, little big man, little man? No. It wasn't always, but I thought we needed it in that in that time. We needed it. So it was a long, protracted thing to get him out of what one of the most complicated deals I've ever done. I took him, and Willie Faulkner was a very good player, and a boy called Trevor Putney with some money, quite a bit of money. So I got one out that I wanted out, and two in that I wanted in. Excellent. And and Paul went on to play the last big, big team. The last yes. striker is a um, Welsh international, Cardiff. Broke the goal-scoring record at Cardiff in one of the years I was there, just like Thorpe did at Luton. Played for Wales at a young age, for West Brom. Yeah. I got it. I, I, I know it, but I can't think of his name. He's I a great... I reckon he is so underrated, this bloke. I, I really think he was really underrated as a striker. He's finished, he's, he's finished playing now, but he's involved in coach education, so it's picked up with him again. Um, but he would have to... You know, he had a... He had four or five clubs, played in America, for, played in Canada for a bit, Vancouver. Wasn't he injured on and off quite a bit as well, which yeah. which really kind of stunted his career? Sorry? When he was at West Brom, didn't he get injured quite a bit, which kind of stuffed his career a little bit? Well, that may well be the case. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he was sold to... He was sold to another one that had, had to be sold up was the last person. Yep. I, I can't think of his name. I know who you're talking about. Quick. Small. 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 Yeah. Quick. Yeah. First name, Robert. Yes. Absolutely. 
That's it. Absolutely. That's right. it. I couldn't think I could see him, but I couldn't think of his I couldn't think of his name. Just couldn't think of his name. That's it. Robert Earnshaw. Yeah. That's it. Very good. He was a he was a he was a good player, but a real good Yeah, fantastic old school. He's one who's he's one whose instinct you just did. Like if you had the corner, you didn't you say to some players, well, start there and then pull off there. You just he appreciate it. he followed his and he, he he had a difficult upbringing. He was at Cardiff as a very young kid. Got in and around the first team quite young, but then he wasn't playing regular. So he went to, he's, seven, he's 18 maybe, he went to Greenock Morton in Scotland online to get games at his own instigation. And he came really? back and he's, he's been at the hard way that boy. He's another one, he's done a bit of TV punditry as well, and he's also good. Yeah, yeah, he is very good from what, from what we see over here. Fantastic, fantastic. Excellent. So that is your 11 best players, Lenny. Well, I'm going to mention, I'm going to mention this club. I'm going to mention the subs. The <laughs> subs are as honorary captain, ready to step in. Marvin, definitely could <laughs> fit in that Thank system. Left, left foot on a three, ready to step in. He's definitely yep. one. Derek Hales, I've already mentioned at Charlton. Dean Richards at Bradford, I've mentioned, who it was only a young player when I was there, but had an absolutely illustrious boy called Peter Thorne at Cardiff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pound for pound, as good as anybody in the air. Another great lad. Goalkeepers I've mentioned. Thorpe at Luton, who broke the goal scoring yeah. record uh, that year, that 30 goals. Graham Alexander at Luton. It was good then, but yeah. Became the, remember, he played at Burnley until he was nearly 40 in the Premier League and became the penalty king and is now. I bumped into him a couple of times. He's become a manager and he's now a manager in Scotland. Motherwell, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. I don't know. And, and, and the other one is uh, curvishly spoken about as well, who, who had a lot of injuries as a player. But what a lean addressing. Fantastic, fantastic. That's my collection, Mark. That is my collection. That's learned. And I mean, I mean, I mean this. I mean, to get them the subs, Ben, because I mean, you must have come across thousands of players. So that in itself is, is, is a, a great achievement for me. So pat myself on the back. You're on the bench, but you're there, Mark, because of your because of your integrity, your trustworthiness, your training properly, and and just being just being the best you can be, professional. You, you fell over right, a bit that, much. Mark, apart from that, you was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I did I did fall over a lot, Len, but that's probably because I was involved ah. in most of the action. That's probably why. Yeah, you're yeah, only going to fall over him. If you're not, in, you're not going to fall over if you're not involved in the action, Len. That's all I say. Correct, correct. No, I, I, seriously, I'm always other comments. That's facetious. That about falling over. All the other things, I mean sincerely. I do. Top professional. No, no, I, I, I appreciate, I, I appreciate it. And like I said, I mean, coming to wars when we used to love it. We, we, Steve and I talk about it quite a lot still. Sometimes, again, Andrew, like Len used to, like after a weekend, we used to come in on a Monday, myself. Um, Steve, Mitchell and all that and go say, right, you, you three, you can go on the bike. You just go on the bike and you just have a little like, it's man, man it's, it's the first sort of point for man management. I didn't realise it was man management at the time, but back then it was like, oh my gosh. It's like, the it, it, day we were in, we weren't like off, off, but like it was a, like a day off sort of thing, but we were, yeah. we were you, you saw us. And I well, thought, they, do you know what, what they call it now, Mark? Do you know what the modern term is for that? What's Second that? day recovery. Second day recovery. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it that's what they call it now we were 25 years in front of that time it's now. true you was you're true it's true I wasn't going to give you the time off because you can't split the squad so you've got to give everybody off 
So That's you've got to come in. And also, not you, but there's a danger if you do that. People go out for a drink. So, but... Um, that's how you did it. You just, you know, you got him in, but it was a light session. Steve, he's Steve, big boy. He didn't need, you know, he didn't need to be hammered five times no. a week. He just needed to be trained enough, you know. Yeah, good. I've yeah. forgotten that. Good point. Second day recovery, no. Mark. That's what they call Second it. Second yeah? day recovery. See, you said you were ahead of your, ahead of your time, then. You were ahead of your time. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic fantastic um and the last question which we um actually two questions want to ask just finishing off um is um for yourself lenny um obviously both marv and myself are luton fans what was your most memorable luton game and why the the two the bad memory was what we spoke about is that is that what if that that playoff final you know that that, that what if one i think i would it's not so much one game because we had, we, had a, we had a couple of cup runs. Remember, we got to the, the quarterfinal, Marv. We lost yep. some of the quarterfinal of the League Cup, and we beat Coventry, who were a top-flight team then. So games like that, well, so we won at home. You know, we had, a, we had a good one. But I think the other one was the when some of the senior players had gone or moved on, the emergence of all those young players. Not a particular game, but just that era. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People like Marvin, senior players at the back, and... And, uh, and those young ones coming through. I mean, Matthew Taylor played, he was 18, and he played every single game, every... But, yeah, if you want individual games, I mean, games on the games on that um, cup run, and, yeah. and we had a game at Watford, which saved me from getting sacked. And I do believe... 1-1. 1-1, yeah. yeah, I did. I, I'm not certain. I think I might have got bombed if we'd have lost. And I lasted another 18 months. Well, you know what, Len? That that game, if I remember right, that was um, I pulled my hamstring, tore my hamstring, and was out for six weeks. Well, yes, twelve weeks after that. Again, we I, we we speak about the 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 derby game, but I actually felt that. I mean, luckily for me, I mean, I've I've done I've gone back. I only lost one game in the whole of the twelve games I played against them. One game, and I'm gutted I lost that one game. I'm gutted. Right. I'm actually gutted. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I tore my. I scored in that game. In the last two minutes, I tore my hamstring. Probably got, obviously with the um, you we used to push yourselves, especially in those games because you knew what it meant to supporters mm. and obviously yeah. the people in the towns. It was just one of those ones where everyone turned around and goes, "Well, it's only like a Luton Watford. Doesn't matter. Derby games are big and massive to whoever that means the most oh, to, right. to those two sets of fans." I've been involved in derby games all over the country. Middlesbrough, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Newcastle, Palace, Charlton. And I'll tell you what, so even now, Watford Luton was never more intensity or <laughs> hatred's too strong a word, but you know what I mean? They were yeah. really serious derby games. I, I, I'd compare them with anything. And, he, and it was two League One clubs at the time, if I'm not, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Well, That's right. Watford were really well. I remember we got bashed up at our ground when Graham Taylor was the manager of Watford second time round. Bloody hell. Murders. <coughs> People kept what was the score? That, 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 that was a game, though. I, didn't, I know, again, we had, we had injuries, though, Lenny. We had a, again, I didn't play. We had, was that the one where no, we got 4-0? I, I, yeah. I had a spell at Luton probably around that time where I managed a, I've managed about 1,100 league games and I, I had an injury situation that got anywhere near as any of them. And I think you're in one of the fundamental ones, right? I've never had an injury ever. And then yeah, we had to play got, Watford. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up losing. That was a 4 0 game. Yeah. 4 0. I've never watched it. Yeah. I've never watched it. And the other question before you go, Lenny, is I wanted to ask is what you're up to these days, just to give fans a bit of an update on yourself. What I've done is since I stopped managing, I, I, I sort of went on a different path. So I, I became like a, an assistant manager, not really a director of football, assistant manager, mentor, thing. So I went to Bristol Rovers with Paul Trollope. We did four and a half years there. He's the manager. I'm nominally the director of football, but I'm not really. I'm his assistant. He's the coach. Good time. There we go. Then other thing, did the same thing with Dougie. Freeman at, at Palace. Yeah. I, I was assistant to him. Then we went to Bolton. Same. Went to Forest. Same. Then a then I did it. I went back to Cardiff with Paul Trollope, which is a fantastic workout. And then since then, consultancy, a part-time thing where you mentor the manager. Why don't you do it? If this happens, that's when I finished up a little bit, but they wanted to go down a different route. So we'll see what transpires now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, it was lovely to hear from you. And thank you so much for giving up um, your time, Pleasure. Lenny. And that was Lenny Lawrence's My Best 11. Yes, thank you, Lenny. Thank you. Pleasure. Good to see you.